Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon AM, Rob McConnell, and my guest this hour is Richard DeRose. Now, we had Richard on last week uh, talking about uh, how do we best describe the political situation in the United States. Uh, the three-ring circus, of which there are two ringmasters. You've got, uh, you've got uh, Secretary of State Clinton and, of course, Donald Trump. And somewhere far off in another city, another planet, another weed field is uh, Gary Johnson. What the hell he's doing there, I have no idea. I, I really don't. Does anybody know what Gary Johnson is even doing in politics? Anyway, Richard is the um, author of Brainwashed, Are You? And um, Rich, thanks very much for coming back on. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy your insight into the political situation in the United States. And you were telling me before we went on air that there's some rapid developments that are news-breaking as you and I speak. That's correct. Uh, there's been a lot of new emails that have been released about Hillary and uh, some of her, you know, speeches she's made uh, for some of her donors. And it's just basically in writing, confirming what a lot of people believe about her. But it's real evidence that you can actually now see. It's not just speculation or word of mouth. And um, she's definitely a globalist. You know, she ble- believes in no borders, mm-hmm. the very opposite of what Trump's talking about. And globalism and this, that, and the other, a global economy, free trade around the world with no restrictions and stuff like that. Like I say, just the opposite of what Trump's talking about. Yeah, uh, another thing that, I, that I've that i heard is that uh, Russia is getting very, very um, timid when it comes to what's going on. In fact, they've put their troops on alert. That's correct, and uh, they're even threatening World War III over this, and which is scary because they hadn't done that. But they're fed up with uh, Barack Obama, and they don't want any more Hillary Clinton. You know, a lot of Americans don't realize this, but we put some pretty strong, uh, you know, restrictions on the Soviet Union, and their people suffered. Mm-hmm. But it only made uh, Putin even more popular. It didn't do what we had hoped it'd do. And I think this oil situation where the price of gasoline dropped was mainly the globalists wanted to, you know, hurt uh, Russia. I think I mentioned this on other programs, and uh, they dropped the oil so low that it just – sort of tumbled, you know, because they didn't want Russia to make a profit, so they wouldn't have the money to, you know, wage any kind of uh, aggression against uh, Ukraine or, or even against the United States or whatever. So this is all part of, you know, kind of a great failure on the part of uh, the Western alliance, or if you want to call it that, that, you know, that Putin seems to be winning in this game. But is Putin winning at a game, or is he just protecting the best interest of his people and his country? 
And has Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama actually been the agitators in provoking a world war? Well, absolutely, and that's why he doesn't want you know, uh, her to win. And actually, just recently it came out, the last day or two, you know, how... Um, you know, he's he's basically saying that, and they've, you know, hacked into our systems and supposedly behind all the stuff that WikiLeaks is, mm-hmm. you know, doing. So you can see where it's very plausible, but then also what happened last, I think it was yesterday, where, you know, they arrested somebody that had the codes to hack into the Soviet Union and, or not Soviet Union, I say that time time, but Russia and also China. You know, so we have, we're doing the same thing. How can yeah. you criticize somebody? If, you know, you, we expect them to do it. I mean, if you're going to do it to them, they you expect them to do it to you. I heard from a member of the intelligence community that Putin has asked the Western media, please report what is going on in the true fashion. I do not want to go to war, but if I have to, I will. Yeah, that's that all makes sense. It's, you know, we've got a media here that in this country mm-hmm. that's just it's it's really embarrassing. Because there's basically four checks and balances. You know, you got the executive branch, judicial branch, and also, you know, Congress is supposed to check each other. Mm-hmm. And if they're not working, then the press is supposed to keep an eye on them. And all four of them are failing the American people. Yeah, well, I've got no, I, I hate to say it, but I've lost a lot of faith in a lot of the U.S. media. Uh, it, you know, outlets that I thought were were real journalists have turned out to be real idiots and i'm being polite by that word listen you and i've got to take a short break we'll be right back exxon nation richard derose is our special guest it's to say it's interesting is an understatement the eyes of the world are going to be watching what happens on election day in the united states in november and i really believe that world peace does hinge on it i'm rob mcconnell this is the exxon richard derose and i will be back on the other side of this break. And by the way, if you'd like to find out more information about Richard, if you'd like to get a copy of his books, just go to www.brainwashedru.com. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. 
Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. www.brainwashedru.com is Richard DeRose's website. And Richard, um, is there any truth to the rumors that China is looking to buy into the American media? Oh, yeah. And actually, Congress is looking at a way maybe to stop them. Can you imagine if they get control of our media? I mean, it's bad enough now. It's terrible now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they would have absolute control of Because people that work for somebody, they're afraid to speak up. There's a lot of cowards in this world. And if you do speak up, like the old Chinese proverb says, the nail that stands up gets hammered down. So but, I, but, I thought, but I thought the media was supposed to have scruples, that they were supposed to be the voice of the people, that they were supposed to report everything in an unbiased way to the people so the people could make up their own minds. Well, that's true, but it doesn't work that way because what's happened today is all about money. And what you want to do is bring the um, audience to the advertisers so that you can make money. So it's all about the money. And people in this you know, country seem to like the, um, you know, the stuff that's provocative and not necessarily the truth. They don't want to listen to you know, documentaries that tell what's really going on so they can make mm-hmm. intelligent decisions. They, like, well, they, lo- they really love what's going on right now with Hillary and, uh, and Donald Trump. This is you trash know? media as far as I'm concerned. This isn't real media. You know, this reminds me of the glorified pages of the World Weekly News. Right. It's a mess. It is. And it, it hurts the democracy. And in order to have a democracy, you've got to have the truth of, you know, people can make intelligent decisions. And uh, when it fails, when the media fails, then it's it's terrible. And democracy will die because of it. We will lose well, our democracy in America. You have, a, you have a failing governmental system. You've got a failing media. And in my books, that's a... F- you know, a failing comp, uh, country. That's right. And the other thing is, which people don't talk about mm. much, but they allude to, is there's a fifth element in all this, and that's the right to bear arms against a, you know, government's a tyranny into itself. Right. And that's where we're headed. And you can see that coming. And we have violence in our streets now. Um, someone was telling me the other day, and I can't remember who it was, that that before President Obama leaves office, he's going to sign an executive order federalizing all law enforcement to go under federal jurisdiction so that it will not be under the control of the city, the state, or any other tier of government except the federal government. Well, he's thinking about it, and uh, it could very well happen because with all the problems going on in uh, local policing, mm-hmm. you know, we've had numerous killings and this, that, and the other, and... Um, you know, it's what's the old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intention. Right. So by bringing them under federal control, you can control some of that. But is, of isn't, the, that is, isn't that what Hitler did with the SS, the Gestapo? That's exactly right. That's right. So what are we looking at? Another tyranny where there's going to be an annihilation of a race so that the, the, um, the one in charge, you know, tries to play God like Hitler did? Yeah, it can certainly come to that. There's no question about it, because the checks and balances are no longer there. Is there anything the American people can do? I mean, look at the two candidates they have. They don't have a real choice. you know. Well, I, mean, I think Trump represents, you know, whether he follows through or not, it's mm-hmm. another story, but he represents what needs to be done to fix this country, where Hillary is just on the other side of the fence, which is just the opposite of what we need. It's going to continue on into this chaos. But that doesn't mean Donald Trump's going to follow through, or he even will be able to, you know, because he's got to deal with the Congress. Exactly. He's got to deal with courts. You know, it's just like he said that, you know, he's going to fire the generals. You just can't do that. You're only the president. You're not God. Well, what he was saying there, and he clarified that, that uh, he was talking about the generals that actually are working um, under, you know, um, Obama. 
so that, you know, uh, those generals, he said, aren't mm. doing a good job because they don't stand up to Obama and try to get things done the way it should be. But he's got other generals that are willing to come out and, you know, and do what's necessary to get the job done. Of course, you don't want to start World War III either by exactly. you know, being too aggressive. So that's the scary side of Donald Trump. You know, but but how can a general go against what the president of the United States wants? Well, that's right. He can just fire the general, you know, and they have, you know. Yeah. Um, so it is tough. and But that's another reason to select a good commander-in-chief, and that's what he is in the military, and uh, so that you don't have this problem. I remember John F. Kennedy tried to do that. Look what happened to him. Exactly, yeah. Are we putting Donald Trump in the cross in the, in the crosshairs? I think so. I think, you know, one of the advantages to him not actually coming out really ahead, like at 10 points or whatever, you know, 60 to 40, mm-hmm. is that it's kind of almost a strategy you might think he's doing because it makes him uh, not a target. But he could be a target if, you know, the powers to be didn't want to uh, let him in office and mess everything up for him. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon that's occurring because there's still a good chance that Hillary might be beat. And we talked about earlier, a few months back, that maybe they might replace her with Joe Biden. But, you know, it looked like she was still in there long yeah. enough to not, you know, be able to do it. It's too late, you know, a month away to replace her now. And then she came across looking real good in the last debate. So she looked healthy and, you know, vibrant and with it. But, you know, that doesn't mean that she is. But, you know, anybody can pick themselves up and get themselves mm-hmm. excited, you know, and uh, and do well for a short period of time. Adrenaline does wonders. It does, exactly. And uh, so can drugs, too. So, sure. you know, it's a situation that she's got to perform. But a lot of people, including her husband, has admitted that she's, you know, got some major health problems with stress that could, you know, cause her to maybe lose her life. He was, you know, quoted and uh, on record of saying that, you know, to somebody. I just saw it the other day. Um, so she's not really fit to be, you know, president, but even at, uh, 70 years old, is Donald Trump going to be that way in 78? You know, he's, if he serves eight years, um, you know, when you get to be that age, you do change. There's no question about it. You start aging and that's why they get people to retire at 65. It's mm-hmm. not that some people can't work longer, but they do get older and their body starts to go. I, I do you think that anything will be learned through? by what the public is going through with these two candidates. Like, I, I, I can't remember seeing any as much mudslinging as there is here. And what responsibility does the social media have in this mess? You well, know? I think it's great in some ways because what it is is sort of a cleansing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people live in their own little world, yeah. in their own belief systems, and they, it's hard to get them out of it. Well, with social media, you can put out a lot of information that, you know, basically shows somebody firsthand this happened. You know, I saw a video from 20-something years ago yeah. about, you know, Alicia Mercado, or whatever her name was, you know, Miss uh, Universe. You know, that was all false information Hillary put out there. And, you know, social media proved that it was. You don't hear the news stations, including Fox News, mention that every time they mention her name. But it's out there, and she's, you know, is actually involved in criminal activity. And uh, she's just trying to make a name for herself and get U.S. citizenship, and Hillary promised her all that, using a criminal, another immigrant criminal, criminal to get into you know, the United States so she can use it in her favor. That in itself is a great story, but the media doesn't cover it. What is the, the, the attraction to Hillary Clinton for those who are following her camp? Well, a lot of people are just, you know, dyed-in-the-wool Democrats, probably 33% at least mm-hmm. of the country. You know, no matter who's up there, they're going to go with the Democrat uh, because they believe that their philosophy is correct and the same on the Republican side. But um, the other part of it is the fact she's a woman. They want a woman to be, you know, president of the United States. She's broken this, you know, glass ceiling, and they don't realize what a, a damage it was. We talked about this last time. Yeah about Obama, you know, being the first black president. Well, he was the worst person to put up there as the first black president. It was a social experiment that went wrong. Exactly. Big time wrong. Yeah, and I can see the same thing happening. I can see the same thing happening with Hillary. Mind you, there are women who are able to be great leaders. Look at uh, Margaret Thatcher. She was was great. Um, uh, Merkel, well, she's not that bad. We had Kim McDonald here as one of our prime ministers, and she was a real flake. She didn't last very long. Um, so I, I don't think gender has very much to do with it. But what I don't, what I don't understand is why 
if Clinton, if Bill did so, didn't do as such a great job as people say he did, if he was impeached, why the hell would they want him back there behind his wife? Well, they falsely believe that he helped to get the economy back in line and you know brought down the deficit. But that was all smoke and mirrors, and it was really done by Newt Gingrich because what they did was they boxed Clinton into a position where he had no real power. And Gingrich's group, mm-hmm. a bunch of Republicans, started making the economy work. And, you know, they took control and uh, changed it. And there was really a surplus in the amount of money they were taking away and really stealing from the baby boomers retirement fund. But the general fund budget was still in a deficit. They were taking more money out and um, or borrowing more money against the uh, spending. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like they said it was, but people believe that falseness in both sides, that Clinton had something to do with it and that somehow we were balancing the budget and we weren't balancing the budget. What do you think the day after Election Day would look like with Hillary in power? I think a lot of people are going to be just originally devastated by it, and then they're going to start reacting in a negative way. Um, I don't know how far that's going to go, but it's not going to be pretty this time because I think a lot of people are scared. And when people are afraid, they do strange things. And if Donald Trump wins the election, how do you see the day after Election Day? I think almost the same thing on the other side. Mm -hmm. But the problem um, on that side, not for Trump, is that he'll probably get some peace and order. And he may have to clamp down with some troops and and even police. But then people will fall in line and, and, you know, try to get things going again. Um, So I think there's less chance of something bad happening if Trump gets in. But I, I think there'll be some, you know, people out in the streets, Black Panthers, this, that, and the other, that are trying to cause trouble. Well, what did you take away from the uh, the vice presidential um, uh, debate the other day? Well, I was extremely disappointed in uh, Tim Kaine. He, he did a terrible job, and it's just petty, individual, hypocrite as well. You know, a lot of the things that he was, you know, criticizing Trump on, he was for, like immigration reform and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, he's just a hypocrite. And, uh, and but he's playing the politics, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let Pence talk. I mean, I kept trying to listen to what Pence had to say, and he just kept talking over him, and that's very rude. But it goes to show you how liberals, when they uh, know they're not doing well, you know, they they don't care about the rules. You know, that's sad. Um, I think overall, you know, conservative people have a lot more respect because they they fear God, and uh, and and so they're more respectful. I mean, take for example racism. Racism will always be in the world. And uh, it's with liberals and conservatives. But just because you have an opinion about a particular race doesn't mean you're wrong. But what we all owe each other is, you know, decent human respect. Exactly. I might not think as much of a black person as I would the typical white person, but I know a lot of white people are bad, too. So, therefore, my responsibility is to show all people, until they prove me wrong, that they have a content of character that, you know, is respectful. And Mm -hmm. I need to respect them for that. Yeah, I thought that... uh that Pence was uh, did a great job. I think that uh, the other... What's the name of the other vice president? Tim Kaine. Kaine's. I think Kaine's tried to bait him like Hillary was able to bait uh, Donald Trump. But right. Pence wasn't going for it. Pence was on on mark. He just did not give in, and he was he didn't take the, the, the bait. Well, see, uh, Pence is the actual professional, you know, politician. Trump's not. Mm-hmm. Trump has been, you know, a leader of a company. And if he said something, um, you know, if he didn't like what you said or whatever, you knew you are probably in trouble. So he doesn't know how to get over that. It's, you know, going to take a while. The best thing for him to do is to apologize for some of the stuff he's done in the past and said he's learned a lot, which might be hard for him to do, and, and move on, you know, to the issues. But the situation where he got stabbed in the back, you know, with Miss Universe was, you know, really an insult to him because he know how he knows how much he went out of his way to you know back her up and he was just blown away by that it was shocking to him you mm-hmm. could tell even the, by the way he reacted you know okay stand by rich rich you we've got to take a break we'll be right back this is the exxon i'm rob mcconnell don't go away
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7, 365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Richard DeRose is our guest, www.brainwashedru.com is his website. Is there anything that could happen to, to prevent the elections from happening in November and allowing President Obama to remain for a third term? Well, if there was a death of one of the two candidates, that might really affect it because at least they'd have to postpone it for a while. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot more mudslinging is going to come out in the next 30 days. It's going to get pretty pretty bad, um, and I don't think they're, either side cares that you know there may be children in the room, so to speak. It's just going to get bad because even Kane talked about that night. He didn't want to bring up all that stuff about Trump in front of his you know wife and his child. But you know it doesn't matter. They're going to talk about it anyway. 
I was also I also heard that President uh, Hillary Clinton's top aide is a Muslim, and that if she's elected, if Hillary Clinton's elected, she's going to put this lady as the Secretary of State. What would that mean to the to the uh, the citizens of the U.S. to have a Muslim as the Secretary of State? Yeah, she's very close to her in more ways than one. Um, you know, she's supposed to be her lover in a sense, but and she's Ooh. also married to uh, Anthony Weiner. You know about his perversion. Um, had to step down yeah. from Congress, you know. And just recently, uh, she's said she's going to divorce him because some more stuff came out here just in the last few weeks. But, um, yeah, she's a bad person, and her family is very much, you know, for Sharia law. And she worked for them for a while before she started working for Hillary Clinton. So this is like the ultimate betrayal um, of the American way of life. It's, it's scary. You know, it really is. And what happens to the... Um you know the right to bear arms, I, because I understand that Hillary is against uh, against the Second Amendment. Well, they can make it more uh, restrictive. I don't know if she can completely ban guns. You know, there's mm-hmm. talk about even getting the UN involved in that, but uh, that could start a civil war in this country for sure, uh, because people feel, feel very strongly about it. They know what happened in Nazi Germany. Exactly. You know, nobody had a right to defend themselves, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that could be that spark I talk about, that fear that forces people to you know, react in a way they might not normally react. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of similarities between what happened prior to World War II and what is happening in the States. Like we talked about the federalization of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Hitler did the same thing with the Gestapo and the SS. And right. then, you know, taking the right to bear arms away from the people. Hitler did the same thing. Exactly. So is history repeating itself, Rich? It does, and it does quite often when you think about it. Slightly different ways, but it still repeats itself. It's like we're in this do loop. You know, we've got mm-hmm. to keep going through this process. So, where do you, where do you think that if Clinton loses, what happens to her? What happens to to Bill Clinton? Uh, do you think that there will be indictments and that she may actually have to face charges? I would like to see that personally, but I don't think there will be. You know, Trump talks even about you know. George Bush, he did some bad things too. Um, you know, those kind of things need to be addressed. But you know, I don't, I don't. You know, usually when people get in politics, they yeah. want to make peace, and so they, you know, just sort of let that stuff slide. And the American system of justice is the one that loses. But um, it's possible. They, and Trump says he's going to, but I don't think he will. Something I've noticed: nobody's talking about Benghazi anymore. Nobody's talking about the email servers anymore. The Clinton Foundation is kind of fading away. So what the hell's well, going that's on? not really true. With these new releases, it's going to be hot for the next several weeks because, you know, they've got thousands of documents now that they hadn't even sorted through mm. with all kind of good quotes in them. And so once they start doing that, as to whether the main media will do it, uh, maybe not. They've, and I have seen, you know, MSNBC actually attack um, Hillary Clinton here lately over some of it. They're so outraged by it. Uh, I think they're trying to, you know, save some kind of semblance of um, respectability. But... Um, but the Internet certainly will. And a lot of people get their news from the Internet. Yeah. Uh, what I think is, is, is pretty sad is that on Clinton's side, you've got Joe Biden, who's going out talking. You've got Bill Clinton. You've got Chelsea. You've got President Obama. You've got Michelle Obama. And then you've got Hillary herself. Like, there, you know, it, Trump is up against insurmountable odds. He has been from the very moment that he announced his, his candidacy for president of the United States. And I've got to tell you something. If the American people cannot see what kind of stacked deck that this guy is going against, something is wrong somewhere. I think some people are starting to wake up, but, you know, that 33% I mentioned earlier, yeah. they don't care. You know, they're going to vote for her anyway, but... I think when it gets right down to the time to to make that decision, a lot of people almost flippantly are going to just say, mm-hmm. Trump, you know, it's just going to be, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel a little more comfortable about him than her. Um, and so I think the polls are off, but they may not be because you know, it's hard to say, but usually the polling numbers are 500 people to 1,000. You're thinking, how in the world can they come up with any kind of close call like they mm-hmm. have now, 44 to 42%, and then... Um, you know, the liberal candidate, uh, libertarian candidate, he's falling. He used to have 11, 12. He's an idiot. Down to seven. He's, yeah, an, Gary Johnson. he's a total idiot. 
Yeah, he is. He's made some real blunders here lately. You know, we're, we're, you know Al, uh, Aleppo, where's that? What's that? Come on. Right, exactly. Jeez. And what about the uh, the the tea party? Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, oh, you see, nine. her numbers are so small, nobody really cares. Yeah, three. Uh, yeah. It's not Jane Stein or something like that, but something like that. Stein. Um, Jill Stein. Jill Stein, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, she's just, you know, that party, the Green Party that nobody's listened to. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to care about the environment. I understand that there's a lot of discontent in the FBI these days. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't see how anybody could say that they have a right to arrest me for something I've done when, yeah. you know, they let Hillary off the hook. And, and that's even a hot story still. It's not going away. Um, and there are people that are really upside, uh, uptight about it, and there's more information coming out about the deal that was struck and information that was destroyed that would have, you know, indicted Hillary. Uh, some boxes of information that was just on the news tonight about it on Fox News. So there's a lot of stuff still out there. I mean, this is whatever you thought was going to die down is yeah. probably going to be more heated up. How do you think the uh, the town hall between Clinton and uh, Trump is going to do on Sunday? Well, it could be something if he handled it right, he could certainly win at. But, you know, you don't know about Donald Trump. He's himself. And mm. if he gets carried away and she provokes him, you know, he might come out. But he has a, a charming ability to get with people in a way that other people don't. And, and all his friends that have known him real close, even Megyn Kelly, who seems to hate him at Fox News, she's actually said that about him. So if he, if that Donald Trump shows up that night, um, it could be a real winner for him. If she is doing so well uh, in the polls, how come her, her uh, when she's out talking, she doesn't fill the stadiums? And yet, when Donald Trump is in a doing a uh, a talk, the stadiums are filled, and there's thousands of people on the outside waiting to get in. Well, I think that's one of the big risks for her. You know, she may only get about thirty-eight, forty-two percent of the vote mm-hmm. overall because um, you know a lot of people aren't excited about her, and they might just say, you know, I just I just can't vote for her. A lot of black people feel that way. You know, we've been manipulated by these Democrats for so long. All they've done is you know got us in a worse situation made us codependent on them, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to show them I'm not going to vote for them. So next time, and that's what they should do, is next time say, well, if you want my vote, you're going to have to earn it. So that's her risk, is that people just don't show up because they're not excited about it. There's nothing to be excited about with Hillary Clinton. Is that why all the mudslinging that seems to be coming from the, uh, the Clinton camp is because they have to try and sway the voters away from Trump? Like, isn't that dirty politics? Isn't that dirty pool? Well, also, you get tired of hearing it, you yeah. know, and, and you hear it so much because that's all she does is criticize him because she had, can't say anything good about what she's done. But um, and, and even making reference to the fact that he lost nearly a billion dollars and I think it was 95. Well, so have other people. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's Steve a bi- Jobs lost over a billion dollars with Apple. Mm-hmm. That does happen. And that's what you do with businesses. You keep going. Yeah. You find a way to recreate yourself and look at Apple now. And you know what? When he said that, uh, you know, he when it was brought up that he didn't pay what was ninety uh-huh, nine hundred and sixty three million dollars in taxes because he found the way to get around it. That to me, that's a smart business person. Absolutely, and she's done the same thing. That's another thing about the internet. You know, there's a lot of information about all the stuff she's been doing to cheat. You know, from paying income tax, she paid a good bit last year, mm-hmm. but she made a lot, and then. You know, people have audited her, you know, uh, her foundation and found out it's a fraud. You know, people say it's one of the biggest fraudulent foundations ever. They didn't do what they said they're going to do down in Haiti and all this, that, and the other. And, and they've enriched themselves and paid themselves through these Ponzi schemes they've got going. All this is out in the open, so people have to know about it. You know, certainly people are passing this on because that's what social media does. You know, it, it yeah. passes on information. So there are people, like I say, that are, it doesn't matter what happens, they're still going to vote for but I think there's that, you know, 15, 20 percent in the middle that could switch, you know, for Trump. Not mm-hmm. that they want to. They're going to hold their nose and say, i got to vote for him anyway. But, you know, they're going to do it. And that could change everything. She's crooked. There's no two ways about it. Why she isn't well, she's in... more than that. She's really evil. She's a, yeah. a very evil person. Trump's not perfect. No. But he's not evil. You know, he's got his, his flaws. But he, you know, this is interesting, too. 
when Bill Clinton, and you mentioned earlier, was um, you know under the impeachment right. proceedings against him, mm-hmm. his popularity actually went up. He was below fifty percent and went up to almost sixty. Because for one thing, people like you know the uh, underdog; they seem to root for the underdog. And uh, and there may be some of that going on, but they're not going to tell you that because they don't want to be embarrassed and say, well, I voted for Trump and he didn't work out like I mm-hmm. want him to. Is that why President Obama's uh, popularity rates are so high th- these days, is because he's the underdog? Well, partly that, and also because they're not paying attention to what he did, you know. So people have a—the the attention span of human beings is not very long. And even people listen to this radio program, they'll take away a few things with mm-hmm. it, but most of the stuff we say is gone before we go move on to the next topic. Yeah. That's, just human, that's just human nature, and it's that way all over the world. With what is going on in the in the presidential race, I often wonder what is going on behind the scenes, what is being accomplished behind the scenes while all America has their eyes focused on Trump and, and Clinton. Well, they say Clinton's got this, you know, on-the-ground group that can get the vote out, you know, people knocking on doors mm-hmm. and this and the other, where Trump doesn't have that. But look at, you know, she spent over $250 million on advertising, and he's neck and neck with her without spending almost anything. Now, he plans to spend a lot in the next month, but uh, in the, you know, probably yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars, but he hadn't spent much at all. So that goes to show you that's not working like they thought it would, like, you know, past elections yep. got to get to work. So, uh, and I think there's much more of a groundswell um, of conservatives on the Internet using social media now than they're, you know, say it worked real well for Barack Obama in 2008, but it's working extremely well, I think, for Donald Trump. Plus, he's the first presidential candidate in in uh, history that has not been endorsed by any major newspaper. Well, or, you know, either people that have been president of the United States. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, the uh, system, but see, people, this is an ideal opportunity for this time because people are fed up with the system. And who owns the media, what we talked about before? Yep. The people that own the system. All right, stand by, Rich. We want our system back. We want to be free again. We want America to work like it's supposed to work. Stand by, my friend. We'll be back on the other side as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone. Richard DeRose is our guest, www.brainwashedru.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net.
this is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Richard DeRose is our guest, www.brainwashedareyou.com. Richard, if Hillary Clinton does not get in, what will that do to the legacy of Barack Obama as president? Well, basically, it'll unravel it. Um, Trump's already sworn that he will do away with every one of his executive orders, which he's done many of them. And, you know, maybe he hasn't had the most as far as numbers go, but he's Mm -hmm. done some very important stuff that needs to be undone. Obamacare will be eliminated. Uh, it's a terrible thing. Even Bill Clinton came out and said something about how yeah. bad it was for the middle class. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody considered what the impact was going to be for this nation to pass that bill. They just rammed it down everybody's throat and did it in the dark hour where it wasn't technically done legally. And then the Supreme Court, as wimpish as it's gotten to be, um, you know, it, it upheld it. So it's one of those situations that, you know, I think his legacy will go down as almost non-existent. If Hillary does get into the White House, what power do you think Bill Clinton will have? Well, I think she's going to brush him aside. She really, I think, picked him up thinking that she wanted to be president one day and she could ride, you know, on his coattails, Mm -hmm. his skills, his ability. She's smart in that way. And uh, she'll probably try to push him off to the side where he doesn't do anything. She claims she's going to run the economy, but like I told you before, he didn't run the economy back when he was in office. You know, it was really done by Newt Gingrich and the right. Republicans. The military. What is the, you know, I understand the military is behind Trump. Uh, law enforcement is behind Trump. Doesn't this, doesn't this ring true to people who are still wondering if they should vote for Trump or if they should vote for Clinton? Doesn't that say a lot about 
the man himself? Right, and if you're a patriotic American and you care about your country, mm -hmm. you should want to go along with the institutions that would support him. You mentioned earlier about Barack Obama, you know, staying in power. Yeah. I think that would be very dangerous for him because the military, you know, does not like him. And therefore, there could be some kind of, you know, coup d'etat there that could be very dangerous for him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it has never happened before. But then again, you know, always somebody stepped out of office. That was what we're noted for is the people giving up the power. But he doesn't have the military behind mm -hmm. him. And even the Supreme Court of the United States has absolutely no power to do anything. And the reason they don't is because they don't have an army. So if the president of the United States says, I'm not going to, you know, go by the Supreme Court, he may have some other problems coming down the road. But basically, he doesn't have to enforce anything the Supreme Court says. And a lot of people don't know that. Our Supreme Court is nothing but a wimpish organization, and it relies on the other two branches to work to give it power. And they have to be in agreement with it. So unless everybody's in agreement, nothing gets done. That's right. And so a lot of laws that do pass, you know, they don't enforce them, so they're not really valid laws in a sense unless they want to use them against an individual. You know, but usually they're not, you know, enforced mm -hmm. to the point where everybody has to live up to them. So, so many people in this country don't even abide by a lot of laws and don't even know about them to start with and don't care to know. Why is President Obama signing so many um, pardons and, you know, basically commuting sentences for felons? Well, I think that's because he's a criminal himself. You know, he's trying to help these folks out. They all do that. You know, Clinton was real bad about it, too. Bush did some of it. But, um, you know, it's, it's scary, the power that he has with executive orders. And it's reassuring to someone like me who when hears Trump say that he's going to do away with all his executive orders because he's the only one that can do that. It's very hard to overturn an executive order. And um, even though it may be unconstitutional, they get by with it. It doesn't mean anybody's going to enforce it, but, you know, it's still on the books. So it's going to be a situation where it's going to take a Donald Trump to just go through these executive orders and, and get rid of the bad ones and uh, maybe keep a few good ones that he's done. So if a president signs an executive order, it's only good until the next president comes in? That's right. It can be reversed by the president. Ah. But, but Congress can't reverse it. The Supreme Court can rule against it, but mm -hmm. that takes sometimes years. And Obama's had a couple of them, you know, somewhat reduced. But then he's just got to change the word in a little bit and go right back into it. He's got another executive order for a couple of years. With everything that's going on in the United States, with the Department of Justice, the FBI, uh, yeah, the financial institutions, Congress, Senate, how do the American people know who to trust? Well, they don't, and that's the problem with our system is it's been set up so that, you know, um, the people that are actually in power, mm -hmm. most of them have been bought off, or if they're not bought off to start with, it doesn't take long to get them in, in your camp, so... We don't have a system that works. So if you elect a Democrat or Republican, it's pretty much the same thing with a little different type of window dressing. That's why Trump is scary to them, because he's not conventional. And, he, you know, he can change things real quick for them. Not that he can totally upset the apple cart, but he can make things a lot more difficult. He could have a Justice Department that actually works and take some of these criminals out of the picture that are ripping the system off. But what we have in this tr country is nothing wrong with capitalism. It's the best overall form of government, mm -hmm. but it's crony capitalism, and it's just eating the system alive. And the American middle class knows that, and whether a Democrat or Republican. But, you know, if Trump didn't have so many negatives uh, that they've made out to be even worse than they are uh, in some cases, um, you know, he would be winning by 70 or 80 percent. Uh, that's how people feel in this country. They're very disturbed about what's happening. And that's great because they're waking up. But it's the uh, social media that's helped them to do that, to give them more information that they need to make those decisions. If it requires all, if it requires Congress and the Senate and the President to get something done, where is that going to leave Trump if he tries to do something? You know, he's, he's, well, he said he's going to do a lot of things, but if he doesn't have the power to do it, isn't he just shooting himself in the foot? Not really. He's the unique person that could do that. Like, you could mention Pence. Pence might make a great presidential candidate right now and could get, you know, 55 60% of the vote. But Pence isn't a strong man like Trump is. Trump knows how to get to people. 
So if he wants something passed, he'll come out and say, look, I'm going to bring out what you did 10, 15 years ago. You know, that's how he works. You get on my bandwagon or, you know, you're going to pay a price. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are afraid of him. That's one reason they're afraid to let him in power because he has that individual power to make things happen. And that's why he's uniquely qualified to be president of the United States at this time. We need him real badly. The world needs him real badly. That doesn't mean he's not going to screw things up, but it, we need a person like him that can get things done. And then we need, you know, because two or three, four justices could come up, you know, we need conservative justice so they don't just ruin this country and everything it stands for in the Constitution. You know, so it's very important that Trump win. It's very negative situation for the world if Hillary Clinton gets in. Do you think that President Obama has done things that violate the Constitution? Absolutely. If that, I, I was uh, an attorney general, mm-hmm. it would be my number one goal to try him for t- crimes against humanity and treason against the United States of America. And there's a lot of things he's done wrong that have hurt us. You know, he's basically a Muslim. Mm-hmm. We're a Christian country, and we have every right to be that. We were founded on Christian principles. Yep. And he was raised a Muslim. We talked about this earlier yes. in some other programs. And his fundamental goal is to destroy that. And that is an act of treason in itself. How come nobody's held him accountable? Because he's in power. Trump promises to do something. But like I say, he'll probably negotiate it out and kind of let it slide and this, that, and the other, and Obama will go to, you know, his merry little way. way. But, uh, you know, he doesn't even want to, you know, put his hand over his heart with a national anthem and stuff like that. And Michelle Obama's even worse about it. So, you know, it's just, it's just disgusting to see those outward signs, and mm-hmm. we know who he is and where he's coming from, but a lot of people don't want to face up to that fact because, they're in denial. They don't want to deal with it, so they just ignore it. What's well, you know? What what is your opinion of what's happening with the uh, the NFL with all the players not getting up uh, and paying respect to the national anthem? Well, that's another program in itself, but that's about police and police abuse. The reasons this is happening. So, in one way, I look mm-hmm. at it like they shouldn't do it that way. Uh, it is definitely hurting the NFL. Their you know viewership or whatever ticket sales are going yeah. down. Uh, people are upset about it and because that's the patriotism side of it. But on the other hand, they need to really address the issues within our policing situation because we have a lot of bad police officers. Well, you've uh, got a that, lot of bad people, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so there's the catch-22. How do you deal? Most of these people are originally dealing with uh, are bad people. I just saw where, um, just before I got on this program, I was mm-hmm. watching a video about it, where a police officer pulled a gun on some children, but they're Hispanic kids, and they, the guy locked their dad up for legitimate reasons. And one of them, a 13-year-old, charged the cop and started hitting on him. And, you know, of course, he pushed her to the ground and put handcuffs on her. But a lot of people, and I read most of the comments about it, which were quite a lot, were against the police. You know, well, that child should have never gone after the police officer. That's right. So this is a, this is a catch-22 situation. There's no easy way out of this situation without taking it the bull by the horns and fixing the problem. Well, look at look what happened in Dallas. The cops were there. They weren't doing anything. They were protecting the protesters. And they were the victims of the sniper. Right. You know, exactly. And he had agenda because he, you know, was ticked off, former military man, yeah. couldn't find a job. You know, society did him wrong. And, you know, those people really kind of want to commit suicide, but they don't want to do it themselves. So they use the police. Mm-hmm. And even the, the recent two cases, you could probably say they were the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, where the guy jumps out of his car and, you know, his wife's screaming, don't do it, don't do it. You know, he probably saying, I'm fed up, you know, yeah. with life, and if they want to kill me, fine. So he pretended like he was going to do something. And the police were more obliging than not to, to, to start shooting. It's, and that's wrong, too, because you need to resolve these things. It's kind of like a bullfight. You know, bullfights are popular. Uh, have been in the past that people love to see the the blood and other people are so offended by it mm-hmm. that bullfighting's been outlawed in some cases even in Spain uh, in certain cities. You know. Hey Rich, we've got to say so long for tonight. Look forward to speaking to you next week. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff between now and then. Thanks for being with us tonight, Rich, and uh, take care of yourself, my friend. And explanation if you'd like to find out more about Richard DeRose, his website is www.brainwashedare.we.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue hearing the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.